All right, welcome everybody to the Four Outdoorsmen, even though there's only two of us. And someday uh, uh, we'll have a contest to see who can figure out why there's two of us and they call us the Four Outdoorsmen. But we're going to figure it out. What do you think, Mark? We're four squared. Four, well, I guess we are. No, Mark is big enough for three people. So, um, right. we'll, no, I'm just kidding you. Honestly, I'm just too cheap to hire anyone else. Hey, I got to say thanks to Jake Nelson of the game. The Jake Nelson band was in here for the homegrown show. Damien, those guys, oh, the, the fiddle guys there. I forget his name, but... Uh, he was, I remember the first time I met him, he had a few too many cocktails under his belt. I mean, remember that? That was at the, uh, I forget what it was, in Medina somewhere. But You've we seen had, him everywhere, you're a groupie. I am, but uh, yeah. I went with you to see him at, uh, what was it, Mad Dogs or something in Oakdale? Yeah. No, it's not Mad show. Dogs, it's not Mad Dogs. Um, What's the place called? I, it's, it's, it's Something Dogs. It's in Maplewood. Anyway. Yeah, Maplewood. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of, so Jake Nelson band is great and they do a lot of local stuff. And, uh, was that a true story that you gave him a picture of yourself for his wedding? I autographed it. Oh, well then that's worth it. Jesus, what do you want, man? So, uh, how many, is that hanging on a wall someplace, Jake? It is. I bet it is. Yeah. Yeah. His bathroom. Make sure it's someplace right where your pretty wife can see it every night. Right. Yeah. I'm <laughs> the yeah. urinal. There's a, a dartboard. <laughs> you're a, yeah, you're a smart man. Anyway, thanks to Jake for being on the, and the gang for being on the, on the homegrown show with. With Brandon, it's one of my favorite shows, and it's fun to lead in this way with some guy like Jake Nelson, who also loves the outdoors. And that's what we're talking about. Going to BS here and have some fun. How was your week, my friend? Uh, it's a great week. I'm, I'm excited for this next week more than anything, though. Because you're going to Arizona. I'm going to Arizona with Struman. Yes, you are. After being invited for 10-plus years to do crazy trips, because... You've been retired for most of our friendship. Almost. Oh no, no. Well, three years now. It'll be three years in January. But I, you know, I was in real estate. I could yeah. arrange my schedule. Yeah, you didn't really work. Baloney. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we <laughs> I go. I love that. I love teasing you. Yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. thinks that real estate people don't work, but you worked your butt. I know you work your butt off. I saw you do it. Yes, well, yeah. and uh, any good ones anyway work their butt off, right? So anyway, the reason Mark Lukey, my buddy here, is uh, going to uh, has the opportunity to go to uh, Arizona with a couple buddies of mine. And myself to go golfing and screw around because Mark is kind of in transition from yeah. one job to the next job. I'm officially unemployed. For a couple of days, right? For, for about a week. And it just happens to be when you're going to, to Arizona, so I invited myself. Yes, he did. And so you're, uh, kudos to your, your lovely wife, uh, April, with three kids at home, yeah. giving you the opportunity to mm -hmm. take a break. Because when you start a new job... It's going to be kind of hectic for the next three, four, five, six months, and you got to yeah. hit the ground running. Tell us about your new job. It's in, it involved with the outdoors, kind of. Yeah, so um, I resigned from Ron Shera Productions, of course, and I worked there for eight years. Wonderful people, wonderful company. I just decided I want to do something other than uh, you know media sales, and so I'm expanding my horizons a little bit. And the name of the company is? I will be working for guns.com. I have no idea what guns.com it is. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> They're an online retailer um, buying, selling used guns. Uh, they're a great resource for smaller gun shops to be able to sell their stuff online and compete with the big boys. So it's my job to uh, sign people up to sell their guns on guns.com. So uh, so Capra's might be a good yeah, prospect. Sure. That would be a perfect one. Because yep. Capra's is a, is a family-owned business, sporting goods store, good friends yeah. of ours, of course, and... And they can sell their guns on guns.com. It doesn't cost them anything until they probably sell a gun or two. Yeah, yeah. so they pay guns a would take a commission. But, yeah. um, you know, for smaller gun shops, it's how are you to compete nationally against the Cabela's of the world, the Sportsman's Guides of the world? They spend so much money on advertising and, and stuff. And yeah. so 
this gives the smaller brick and mortar shops a chance to compete on that level. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I've been in media for 15 years and, uh, you know, I'm excited to try something new and terrified at the same time. Yeah, it's, that's it's, exciting, though. It's, it's to be, like I said, if 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 what you're doing, the endeavor you're shooting for right now, does not make you nervous, it's not big enough. Something right. like that, and I believe yeah. that. So, you, if you didn't feel nervous, yeah, uh, or a little bit apprehensive, then it's not, then you got to do something else, man. You, this yeah. is good for you. This is good for you. Yeah, it's it's good to get uncomfortable once in a while and and try to master something new. And, and you, you know a lot about guns. I right? do. You're and right. but really, it's people. This is a people job. This is building relationships, and that's what I'm good at. So um, we shall see. Good for you. I'm proud I'll of you. I'll be working from home. I've never really done that. Besides COVID, I worked from home, but and that was rough because I was at the kitchen table, but. I got a nice setup and I'll be, you know, regarding this show, I'll be going to SHOT Show. I'll be going to a lot of big conventions out there. So I'm going to be involved in the outdoors world, that's for sure. And I'm going to meet a lot of people and and some new people. And honestly, um, speaking with all the hosts that Ron share, they're all good friends and we'll we'll have them on still. Good for you, man. Good for you. So I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you having the balls to take that chance because most people who are 43, 44, 45 years old, whatever you are, it's like, okay, God, I only got 20 more years. What do I do? Yeah. And if you're not completely satisfied with what you're doing, yep. do you want to do it for 20 more years? I'm proud of you. That's kind of the big part of it. It's like, um, I don't know if I want to do media sales until I retire. It's a great job and, and I enjoy it, but I, I want a shot at you know maybe doing something else. So I figured now is the time to do it and uh, I went for it. I said the same thing to one of my good friends about seven, eight years ago. I said, if you're not exactly happy, 100% happy with what's going on, you got to make a change. Right. I shouldn't have because he got divorced within <laughs> within six months. You know, I, he, he took me literally. I don't know. Just You know who I'm talking about. That crap happens sometimes. See, I'll tell you it what. Does. Again, we're the four outdoorsmen. I'm Steve Struzinski. And uh, Brandon and Garrett are behind the glass. They're the engineers taking care of us. Just my, Garrett behind the glass. Just Garrett. So, He's solo. Yeah, a boy. And, and Mark Lukey is, uh, is my buddy here. Hey, I saw uh, Susie and uh, and Tanner. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. One of our sponsors, our great sponsors, and has been from day one darn near is Devil's Lake Tourism, Devil's Lake, North Dakota. And we um, get out there a couple of times a year, and they're wonderful folks. And they were at the ice show, this uh, St. Paul ice show mm-hmm. down at the River Center, you know, the... You know, U.S., not U.S. Bank, the whatever you want to Excel call it. XL Center? XL Center. And uh, so I, they, they met me last night for a beer or two, and my pretty wife Diana came with, which was fun, because Susie's been asking to meet her for a number of years. And we just had a nice time talking with those guys, and they're having a, had a great, great show, boy. It was crazy. They said they had more people in two days than they had all last year. Wow. And... Uh, a lot of communication. They're just like you said, developing relationships, talking about yep. Devil's Lake and whatnot. And um, and uh, Tanner was there promoting something else that he's going to talk about uh, when he's on the show at, at six forty for us. But um, yeah, they said and they weren't excited about going down to uh, the Civic Center today because of the, it was going to be it was going to be hectic. They got yeah. the Minnesota Wild down there. They got the ice show and Yikes. and something else was going on. What a big mess! But they. The, uh, good to see those guys, and thanks to Devil's Lake for Tourism for being one of our sponsors. Well, Tanner's going to be our first guest at 620, I believe. Uh, he's going to be our second guest at 640. Okay. I, I just texted him the wrong time then. Yeah. Hang I'll on. be right back. You'll be right back. Yeah, that's what he's doing here. But anyway, we always try to get down to the St. Paul Ice Show as well. Didn't this year because I was out of town a little bit and uh, kind of hectic, but it was fun to meet with 
with Tanner and Susie, and there's always a lot of fun about that as well. Uh, we have a great show tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lady named, I'll speak slowly now, Rosemary Polshinsky. And uh, it's fun because she's got a Polish background. I'm Polish. We talked about... You mean Polshinsky's Pol- a Polish, Polish name? I think it is. There couldn't be a more Polish I, name I, I than think that. so. And we talked about <laughs> we talked about my wife making pierogies. I'm Say gonna, it again? Uh, pierogies. You like rolling that R. I like, like to roll the R's. Pierogies. Yeah. I think it's that's not how a pierogi to you. It's a pierogi. Maybe is it a pierogi? Yeah, I got. It's easier to say pierogies. And uh, so Rosemary is going to be on because it's cool because uh, she's 94 years old and shot a deer this year, which is rare. Yeah. Number one, I'm guessing the number of women who are deer hunters as compared to men is probably 10 percent, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And uh, anyone over 67 years old who's in the woods is, is uh, going to be a friend of mine and, and good for her being 94 years old and getting a deer yeah. this year. So we're going to talk to Rosemary it, about that. It sounds the, like she has a great family and they've established a great hunting tradition. So I'm excited to hear more about that. Well, I don't too. know about hunting tradition. I know her, her, uh, her husband, daughter. her husband name was Cy, I think. He's been passed. He's been gone for a yep. 10, about 15, 19 years, give or take. So uh, daughter Mary is going to be on the phone with Rosemary, yep. but... Lisa, I think, is the other daughter that uh-huh. we've been in contact with, and she was nice enough to send us a story right. that I think she wrote, a long, beautiful story about hunting traditions and those kind of things. And I have a concern with what kind of hunting traditions are they when she brings in her first time deer hunting with the old man, brings coffee, laptop, lobtap, and, and, laptop, and I think she had a dog. Did she have a dog in the... And that means you have a nice hunting blind. I guess you do. Yep. So, that's the way to do it. Yeah, I'm that's, sure it was toasty warm, and uh, that's the way to do yeah, it. Yeah, that wasn't my kind of hunting, but we're going to talk more about that as well. So Rosemary's going to be on with Mary at about 6.20, and then Tanner Cherney from Devil's Lake area is going to be on at 6.40. So lots to talk about. It's going to be a lot of fun. It is going to be a lot of fun. You got any shout-outs? I have a ton of shout-outs here. Thank you. It's I didn't do it for two weeks just because... Um, you know, sometimes it's good to take a break and get people excited about again. So thank you, everyone, for writing in the shout-outs. Um, it means it's a lot when I have to click all comments instead of newest. But um, my first shout-out is to my son, Nick, who turned 11 today. I'm so proud of him in every way, shape, and form. He's a great kid. Yep. And uh, happy birthday, Nick. We, we celebrated with the family last night. We went... Uh, to a bowling alley today and he played some games and and met some friends so it was a great day and, and happy birthday buddy um first one actual shout out is from uh twin cities walls unlimited it says congratulations on a great deer hunt and that's referring to our first guest but had a great weekend volunteering at the minfish booth at the saint paul ice show looking forward to our december meeting thursday night with brian bro brosdahl that would be a great um guest for us Sometime. Brian Bro Brosdahl. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Corey Bechtold got early on the ice and put the smack down. I, I did see some ice houses out there on, on uh, Peltier Lake driving around today. They weren't very far out there, but, man, it looks sketchy. Yeah, it's too early. Yeah, too early for me. Fish are going to be there for the next couple of weeks anyway. Yep. Steve Renneberg says, great start to the ice season. The Ely area, five to seven inches of good clear ice being reported on the lakes. That's the one good thing is it hasn't snowed. So there's we're, we're stacking up some ice if it stays cold, and especially up north. Um, Brian Amberg, this is really sad, says, We lost a young hunter this week in a car accident. Keep Samson Walters and his family in your prayers. Uh, Samson Walters was a young man from Hugo who died in a car accident. Absolutely tragic. Um, I know there's a GoFundMe out there. Um, it's GoFundMe.com. Help the Walters family. 
um, if you want to support them. But Hugo, of course, our neck of the woods, and it's just so sad to see a young man lose yep. his life like that. Hockey player, too. Uh, Ron Strauss says, uh, way to go. Congrats to our guest. Craig Rudolph Jr. says, sitting in a deer stand trying to fill a doe tag, headed to Red Thursday for some ice fishing. And Shannon Cruz is trying to get a deer and muzzleloader season. So good luck to all you muzzleloader hunters as well. Uh, I'm not going to get out this year muzzleloading. Oh, did you muzzleload last year? I did last two years. Huh. And I did not um, did not see one or get one. Uh, I got to do a shout out. The uh, Interesting situation. You know, I've had issues with trees in my life, yes, right? Yes, you have. I'm falling down, cutting trees, concussions, dislocated shoulder, all kinds of crap. And there was a lady at uh, Walmart parking lot this afternoon when I was going there to pick up some stuff, and she's backing out of her parking spot. Did I share this with you already? Yeah. yeah. And um, and uh, she was not your typical Walmart personnel. She was, you know, she was... A normal person? Yeah, classy. Got it. Yeah. Head teeth. <laughs> and I stopped her. I says, man, you have one tire that's completely flat. The right front tire is completely flat. And she was flabbergasted because only two or three days ago, they just had that replaced and put on there, whatnot. And now she's frustrated. I says, you need to ride someplace? She says, yeah, I need to ride. And, uh, and uh, so I took her to uh, her home in... Good thing you look trustworthy. I don't, you know, that's a young lady her. just taking a ride with an old guy. She, uh, she gets in my car and she's on the phone going to call her husband. And, and I said, you better take a picture of me in case you don't get home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah way to scare yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just, uh, anyway, so, Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> the doors lock automatically, you know. <laughs> anyway, so uh, uh, she said, my husband I, I, is in a wheelchair and, and yep. um, he can't drive. Otherwise, I would have called him. And, and I asked her, is it permanent? And I, you know, he just kind of hold a conversation. But he did something happen to him that he is, he's in a wheelchair the rest of his life. And it was because mm. of cutting down a tree. Oh. And I did, didn't get the whole story. And it brought back flat flashbacks of yeah. everything that I went through twice, which is once is bad enough. And when you're a Pollock, you're dumb enough to do it again. And it, you do something stupid again. Uh, that's not good. But I, I, I remember what I went through and I felt so bad for her. Yeah. Um, she was, uh, their, their oldest child or one, maybe the only child was six months old when all this happened. She's a young lady in her late thirties, whatever it was. So, uh, Taylor, I hope you uh, got that truck or vehicle fixed and everything and, and take care of your family. And, and thanks for making me realize what's how, yeah. how, how blessed we all, we all are. Yeah. So um, thanks again. So hopefully Every things work gift, out. As you always say, um, I was going to, we have a couple of minutes, babe. Yeah. A couple of minutes. You got, I, you got to, I got to get kick out of this. I don't, I'm a, I'm a dog lover. I enjoy dogs. I don't yeah. have one anymore. We had a number of them over the years, but, uh, I I'm see at, with like a little dog. Do you have like a little yippy dog? Um, well, the last one we had was a cockapoo. Yep. There you go. See, uh, I, but no, I'm, I called it. Yeah. I'm not a German shepherd kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, Diana had a St. Bernard. That's a, that's a big one. Yeah. It would, she would, it was easier for her to cut grass cause she just rolled the damn thing. She said down the <laughs> hill, but, but, uh, yeah, she had a St. Bernard and they had a couple of, uh, golden retrievers, I think Jack and Jill. When I first met Diana, beautiful dogs, beautiful dogs. Anyway. So I'm uh, at the YMCA a couple of days ago playing racquetball like I normally do. And I'm waiting between games to get a drink of water. And there's a lady there who just came from some kind of aerobics class or something, and she's filling up a one-gallon jug of water. So I'm trying to be patient. And then she puts it in her bag, her carry-on, and she takes out another empty <laughs> one-gallon jug. And I said, excuse me, can I have a – do you mind if I have a sip? Oh, yeah, that, yeah, sure. So I take – I said, just curious, why do you have – 
two gallons of water here. She said, well, we, we have our dog, and we, don't, and we live on a couple of acres, so we have well water, but we only let him drink water that's fluoride out of the tap. What? Yeah. I, you got to wow. be kidding. That's new to me. So am, am, I going, am I being judgmental by saying let the damn dog drink well water? But, she, nope, she has to have she fluoride. Has for, her. for her dog's teeth? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if she dental flosses him as well. Probably. Yeah. How about give him a, yeah. I was surprised about that. and uh, But it's, it's interesting. You, you meet all kinds of people. Thank God I'm perfect. Oh, yeah. Thank God I'm perfect. That is, that's crazy stuff, man. Yeah, yeah it's fun. All right. It's uh, about time for a break, I guess, here. Let's go. Take a break. Gary, here we go. Be right back with Rosemary Polchinski. Yep. Let's talk deer hunting, all right? I, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Missed part of Bob Outdoors? No problem. Just click on the Weekend tab at MyBobCountry.com to listen back to the four outdoorsmen anytime. Tired of losing your valuables down the ice fishing hole? Our friend Bill Katz with BK Outdoors LLC has the most simple, affordable solution on the market. Katz covers are a strong polycarbonate hole cover you can stand on and fish through. Your phone, electronics, keys, kids, and pets can now be safe with this simple solution. Go to CatsCovers.com. That's K-A-T-Z-K-O-V-E-R-Z.com. Made in Minnesota, a veteran-owned company. You can order yours directly or visit one of Bill's great retail partners to get yours now. Hey, the four outdoorsmen have been to Devil's Lake many times and fall in love with it every time. Hard water's here, and Devil's Lake is just about as good as it gets. I'm going to name drop here. Kurt Wallback of Outdoor Bound TV and John Hoyer, winner of the National Walleye Tour the last two years, are only two of the professional big shots that feel like Devil's Lake is overall the best fishery in the entire country. Saying a lot. Hey, before you head that way, get a hold of Strewman here. I'll put you in touch with a great guide, nice hotel, superb restaurants, whatever you need. Check it all out on devilslakemd.com. And thanks. Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by Clam Outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, Clam Pro Tackle, Frost Ice Line, rods, reels, and combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, Clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at ClamOutdoors.com. Hey, one of the most beautiful winter settings in Minnesota is every square mile surrounding Ely. Ice fishing, of course, is superb and the options are nearly endless, but Arrowhead Outdoors, well, it's a must stop for every hiker, hunter, or fisherman heading that way because Chris and Steve, eh, they pretty much know it all. Hey, once again, Steve has fish houses for rent on the doorstep of the Bounty Waters. He fishes a lot and as a result knows where to put those babies and it'll put the odds in your favor. Hey, I'll tell you what, reserve your fish house today. Go to ArrowheadOutdoorsElyMN.com. Power Lodge is the number one source for ATVs in the Upper Midwest. With the top three brands, including Polaris, CF Moto, and Can-Am, you're able to test drive them all in a head-to-head comparison to find the perfect ATV for hunting, ice fishing, plowing, and having the best time possible on four wheels. Power Lodge also offers all the best gear to fully customize your off-road vehicle, including plows, windshields, heated hand grips, gun scabbards, and more. Did you know you can purchase fresh beef directly from your local rancher? You can, and it's available now. Heinen Farm and Ranch has limited quantities of premium quality grain-fed beef for sale. Holes, halves, or quarters at $4 a pound. 
Custom cuts of delicious beef with exceptional marbling. Taste the difference and support a local beef producer from Chisago County. Contact Heinen Farm and Ranch at gmail.com. Message us, the four outdoorsmen. We'll put you in touch or call 651 260 9503 Heinen Farm and Ranch. Some days I feel so down, I can barely get out of bed. Is this depression? I feel so tense and worried all the time. Is this anxiety? Check up on your mental health. Take an online mental health screening at mentalhealthmn.org. Mental Health Minnesota has online mental health screenings, resources, support, and connections to treatment and crisis services. All anonymous, confidential, free of charge, and open seven days a week. Mental Health Minnesota is here for you. Mentalhealthmn.org. Sponsored by Mental Health Minnesota, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. Total Country All right, we're back, everybody. Now, this might be one of my favorite guests in my nine years of radio here on Bob FM. I have to welcome Rosemary Polshinsky. Rosemary, can you hear me? Mary, can you hear me? I can hear you, yep. We're getting a little bit of feedback. Okay, now what do we do, boys? Now what do we do? Go ahead. Go keep ahead. on talking. We'll keep on talking. Um, we'll, we'll keep on talking here. Anyway, I'll tell the story. And, Mary, you can help us out here if, um, if Rosemary's having a hard time hearing. But we're here because your mom, Rosemary, just got herself a deer this year at the age of 94. That's, should we be surprised, should the public be surprised that Rosemary still likes to hunt? I don't think they should be surprised. At a girl. He's been doing it for a while. Um, grew up in a hunting family, and it's, uh, sorry, it's real stilted because I'm getting mom's delayed voice after mine, and it's <laughs> Weird. I hear that. I hear that. I don't know how we can fix that. Hey, are is Rosemary and Mary in the same room together? Yeah. So should I try just having? Her yeah, just phone on just use one phone? phone. I think that'll help us out. Okay, I'll I will hang up then. Okay. Let's see how this works. This is see. We're gonna wing this. We're gonna learn. <laughs> All right. All right. We're gonna learn. Is this any better, you guys? Okay. 
still having trouble. I repeat that. I said, Rose, Rosemary, can you hear us a little bit better now? Yes, it is. All right, yeah, and it sounds a lot better here as well. Thank you for your patience. Now, you shot a deer at the age of 94. Did you get a deer last year as well? No, I had the flu last year, so I didn't go hunting. But my grandson made sure I went up to the deer stand the last day just to make that I went in the stand anyway. Oh, so that was last year. At least you got in the woods. Now, you're talking about getting into the stand. You live up near Bemidji, Minnesota, have been up there most of your life. Did you do you, did you did you actually hike into the woods yourself? Okay, I'm having trouble. He asked if you hiked into the woods yourself. Oh, many times. Good for you. I have, yep, many times. And now my guess is you are not climbing into a tree stand. No, it's not a tree stand. My husband built it's like a little it's like a little house. It's got about twelve steps up. And windows all around, and comfortable rocking chairs and carpeting. Oh, Rosemary, that's cheating. <laughs> it is <And> cheating. My... <laughs> well, no, it's just comfortable. Yeah, as matter of, as matter of fact, my buddy Mark and I, who is next to me here, we read the story that I think was written by Lisa about the hunting traditions and whatnot there. And she was describing probably the, the, uh, the deer stand that you're in right now. You hunted in this year. And that sounds like, that sounds like, a, mini, yeah. like a little cabin is what it sounds like. <laughs> yep. Yeah. My husband really made sure we were, he was comfortable and we were too. So. Did you, did you, were you nervous at all? Do you get nervous anymore when you're in the woods shooting, aiming at a deer? Do you get buck fever? No. It, it, it's surprising. I was, especially this time, I saw the deer come out, and I reached for my gun and put the shell in. My grandson opened the window, and he just, the deer just stood there waiting for me, so I... Pulled the trigger and he went down and I expected to shoot and do it again because they don't always stay down. And this one just, when I shot, he went down and he stayed there. Did you, you're 95 years old, uh, 94 years old. I don't want to, don't go to 95 yet. Did you have something to rest the rifle on or are you strong enough to hold it and aim yourself? Do you wrestle oh. the rifle on anything, or do you hold it? And, you know, I hold it because otherwise you have a better a better grip, grip on it by holding it. Good for you. That's a great message. Now, I know you were, were you a hunter before you met your husband, Cy? Before I met him? Right. Were you a hunter? Yeah. No, I grew up in the Foley area, and there weren't any deer, and my dad just would shoot ducks that were on the pond but no i never did not until we got married 1952 man oh man you're old you are <laughs> this lady this... 
tell you what, Mary, Rosemary, uh, you're so old, all your friends in heaven will think you didn't make it. So um, that's that's 94. Good for you. Now, what what about what what about deer hunting intrigues you? What is so special about deer hunting? Well, I think it's just the family getting together and everybody enjoying being outside. Even if you don't get a deer, you're still it's still just enjoyable to be outside in the stand or walking in the woods and being with families. I was reading your story. Uh, I forget what newspaper it was in, but you said you find peace sneaking into the woods while it's still dark. Kind of explain that more thoroughly. What kind of what kind of peace are you feeling? What is your thoughts, your attitude as you're walking in toward a deer stand? In the morning when you walk, in the morning when you go out and it's still dark and you're sitting in the stand waiting for the sun to come up and as you're sitting there and just seeing the surroundings and then the sun is starting to come through and it's just peaceful. You know, and sometimes the birds come out and they sing and are near, and uh, it, it's just, uh, I guess, just the, the quietness, and it's just to be great to be able to be out there at that time in the morning. You know, I agree with you 100%. One of our good friends, Billy Moles, who's an Alaskan guide, he had a saying that I took from him that I firmly believe in, and it's, it's my, it's my I don't know what you want to call it, but he said, that, you know, it's, it's, not the, it's not the destination, it's the journey. So you're saying the same thing. It's not, not the fact that you're going to get a deer. It's everything that's involved getting up to that point. So it's, it's not the destination, it's the journey. I think that's what you're thinking. Yes, very much so. You know, it's uh, uh, it's just that it's peaceful, yeah. and um, the deer comes out, and of course you get you get excited about it, but it's still still a peaceful uh, time to be hunting and and being that up early in the morning and it's still dark. And to be out there, it's, I enjoy it. I respect you. I th- although I think if I was 94 years old, I would probably prefer hunting in the afternoon. I don't know if getting up at 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning, if I didn't have to, but uh, if you prefer that, more power to you. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. I, I was telling my, Mark, my buddy Mark, who's next to me, and we read something about your background and you and Cy were married for 51, 52 years. And I told, him, uh, I told him about your living situation when you were building your first home like in 1970. Would you explain where you lived for the summer, the entire summer of 1970, while, we, while you were building your first home? Oh, gosh. Yes, we didn't even have electricity or water at the time, so we had to haul water from neighbors three miles away. And my husband, when they did the foundation, 
he had a uh, the, the cement mixer was run by a rototiller. Oh God, <laughs> dude! Who thought of that? Did you, your husband was very inventive or very he he could he could make things happen? Obviously, with his his uh, his background in woodworking and whatnot, was that his idea to use the rotor tiller for power? For power, well, for just for we got electricity then maybe in about a week, but we had the foundation ready in so. Uh, you're 94. We're talking again with Rosemary and, and her daughter Mary is on the on the phone right there as well. At your age, do you still have to buy a license, a deer hunting license, in the state of Minnesota? Yes, I. Well, I think I do. I did this year. I guess maybe I don't have to. I didn't think about that. You don't. You know what? We're going to take credit for this. There was a guy we had on. <laughs> seriously, there was a guy. And next, you do not buy a license. There was a guy we had on our show five years ago, Mark, and uh, George Krog, his name was, like K-R-O-G. He's, he was 84 years old at that time, and he was complaining to us that he was hunting in a zone that was bucks only, and he and his wife lived off of all the deer they shot and the animals he shot and the crops they grew, and he hadn't seen a buck in five years, and he thought it was so unfair to be 84 years old and having paid for licenses for 60 years plus, and he's still, why couldn't he shoot a doe? And they changed all that. So anybody over the age of 84, I know I do not believe has to buy a license, but I do know that they can shoot a doe even in a bucks-only zone. And that's, that's cool. So we, uh, we got the ball running on that. So I don't think you have to buy a license anymore, but you, I, you better double-check. I don't want to see you in jail. <laughs> Yeah, I will next year if I'm still around. So. You'll, you'll be around. You'll, you'll be around. Oh, hang on. I got to – who gutted out your deer? Did, did you gut out your deer? And, and if you have in the past, when was the last time you dressed out the deer? Did you gut your deer? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never? Smart lady. Smart lady. I just, I just put them down and my husband or my grandson this time – uh, was with me, and he—he's he, from Alaska, so yeah. he comes deer hunting every year. Well, that's nice. So. Of the, that's nice of them to come back and and spend the the time together with you guys, because if they're all over the country, that's tough to do. So, it, uh, you're you're blessed. You're very, very, very blessed. I am. Yes. All right. Yep. All right. And I was seven, seventy when I got my first deer. God, oh. Good for you, young lady. And you, you, you have more. You have more piss and vinegar than most people seventy years old right now. So be proud of yourself and keep moving <laughs> forward. And I tell you what, either my wife and I are coming up to see you, or I'm going to mail you some of my wife's pierogies for you. Okay, and and uh, I'm. I'll be looking forward to seeing both of you. I, she loves mashed potatoes, pub, sauerkraut. You have to have sauerkraut. All right. All right, okay, we'll, we'll try to get up good. there. Rosemary, be proud of yourself. Thanks for being on the Four Outdoorsman. Keep hunting, keep moving forward. Uh, this lady lives by herself today awesome. in her own home, and that's special. So um, uh, you're a very, very blessed young lady. Hey, Mary, thanks for helping out. This is a thrill for us. Uh, all of our listeners are going to have a great time checking this baby out as well. Thank you very much for being on the Four Outdoorsman.
Thank you to you guys, too. It was fun. Right. Yep, thank you. Take care, Rosemary. Looking forward to seeing you. All right. Well, I want I want your autograph. Get yourself a Sharpie. <laughs> Take care, you guys. Thank you. You bet. Isn't that fun? That's so awesome. Yeah. I, hey, that was a good idea, Brandon. Thanks for taking care of that. That worked out very, very well. Um, special lady, man. Special lady. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 94 years old, out there hunting. Lives by, herself, lives by herself, walks to her own deer stand, wherever it is, you know, yep. and uh, good for her. Wonderful. Uh, I think it's a, it's just quite a story. 94 years old. Mark, what's your story about uh, getting older there, bud? <laughs> oh, when I got called a grandpa today. Oh, that's so. right. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark is 44? 43. Yeah. 43. Oh, that's, that's funny. Yeah. All good. All good. Well, how old was the person who called you grandpa? I don't know. 75, 80. <laughs> Quick story. Yeah, I was, I was in the bathroom with my boys and, and an old man next to me goes, grandkids, huh? Sounds fun. I'm yeah. like, oh, not yet, buddy. Not yet. I told you that my wife and I went to a comedy show last Friday, and the comedian comes up, and he's introducing himself to a lot of people. He looks at me and goes, look at this old fart. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm not that old. Hey, we're going to take a break right now. I'll tell you what. Be back with our buddy Tanner Cherney from the Devil's Lake area. Boy, Rosemary, thanks for being on the show. That was a lot of fun. Bob FM's Minnesota Country Salute CD Project is back for its final year. 20 homegrown artists have come together with Bob FM to create another album to raise money for the Minnesota Military Family Foundation and Minnesota Wheels of Honor. When you buy yours, you're helping the servicemen and women, first responders, and their families overcome the sacrifice they make for your safety. Find out where you can buy yours at MyBobCountry.com on sale now. Call Dazeal Heating and AC when you need dependable, affordable, and professional furnace repair at your home. Dazeal knows the feeling when your furnace goes out during a cold winter day. If you have a unit that's ready to roll over, Dazeal's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Dazeal's trucks are stocked to repair any furnace system and can get your house warm and cozy again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your furnace goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it is too late. DazealHVAC.com Hey, one of the most beautiful winter settings in Minnesota is every square mile surrounding Ely. Ice fishing, of course, is superb and the options are nearly endless, but Arrowhead Outdoors, well, it's a must stop for every hiker, hunter, or fisherman heading that way because Chris and Steve, eh, they pretty much know it all. Hey, once again, Steve has fish houses for rent on the doorstep of the Bounty Waters. He fishes a lot and as a result knows where to put those babies and he'll put the odds in your favor. Hey, I'll tell you what, reserve your fish house today. Go to ArrowheadOutdoorsElyMN.com. Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by Clam Outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, Clam Pro Tackle, Frost Ice Line, rods, reels, and combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, Clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at ClamOutdoors.com. Power Lodge is the number one source for ATVs in the upper Midwest. With the top three brands, including Polaris, CF Moto, and Can-Am, you're able to test drive them all in a head-to-head -head comparison to find the perfect ATV for hunting, ice fishing, plowing, and having the best time possible on four wheels. 
Power Lodge also offers all the best gear to fully customize your off-road vehicle, including plows, windshields, heated hand grips, gun scabbards, and more. Hey, you know, even deer hunters would rather eat beef, and that's the truth. That's where Heinen Farm and Ranch comes in. Heinen Farm and Ranch, it's a small local business that raises some of the most delicious grain-fed beef with exceptional marbling. You can choose between custom cuts or fill your freezer with your premium quality quarter or half or even a whole darn cow if you want. If this idea is new to you and you've got questions, call Erica or Mike directly. 651-260-9503. Or you can email them at heinenfarmandranch at gmail.com. You know, they're small town local farmers, wonderful folks, premium quality grain-fed beef as Heinen Farm and Ranch. Hey, the four outdoorsmen have been to Devil's Lake many times and fall in love with it every time. Hard water's here, and Devil's Lake is just about as good as it gets. I'm going to name drop here. Kurt Wallbeck of Outdoor Bound TV and John Hoyer, winner of the National Walleye Tour the last two years, are only two of the professional big shots that feel like Devil's Lake is overall the best fishery in the entire country. Saying a lot. Hey, before you head that way, get a hold of Strewman here. I'll put you in touch with a great guide, nice hotel, superb restaurants, whatever you need. Check it all out on devilslakend.com. And thanks. Boy, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it, buddy? That was an incredible story. You know, that's, um, honest to God, you know, it's... Are we ever going to meet anybody else who's 94 years old who is still deer hunting, especially a female, which is rare in the industry? Yeah. I think it's special, and she sounds good. She's got a lot of energy. She's she's right there. I, that's... I, that's a pretty big she deal. She looks great, too, from the pictures. From the, I mean, she's doing great. And she said uh, in the story that we read that, that uh, someone said, what's your, what's your big secret to living to be 94 years old? This kind of, she said, a positive, a positive outlook on life. That's, that's it. That's wonderful. She said, it, you know, yeah. there's always going to be things wrong in everyone's life, but if you look at the positive stuff, yeah. that's what's going to get you going. Well, you great know? advice, so, man. Yeah. I was hoping she'd say one of these two brandies yeah. a night bacon. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bacon. Yeah. <laughs> I <grew up> here, <laughs> old man. <laughs> yeah, eat yeah. a bacon sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, thanks for to uh, Rosemary for being on the show tonight. Uh, great lady. Hope we can meet her someday. Hey, we got Tanner on. Do we not? Hey, how are you guys? Every day's a gift, pal. You know what I mean there, don't you? It is. It is truly a gift every day. You got to enjoy and a positive outlook in life gets you a long way. That's what that's what Rosemary said. But I was uh, maybe a positive outlook with a couple of brandies in the evening. That's yeah. that'll even get you further. But she's a good good lady. Hey, tell you what, are you still in town? I am, you know, we just wrapped up the St. Paul Ice Show here this afternoon or early evening, I guess, and got everything kind of put away. And, no, it was a fantastic weekend out here. And everyone, you know, the buzz going on for uh, people heading up to Devil's Lake has been phenomenal. And hopefully uh, in a few short weeks we'll be able to get out on the ice and enjoy some uh, early ice fishing. Yeah, cool. Hey, Tanner, I, I heard, well, I heard from Strusa that you said that it was a very busy, busy weekend there, which is great news because I know last year seemed like it was a little down. What do, you, what do you suppose the reason is that the St. Paul Ice Show is so well attended this year? You know, I think it's kind of a twofold. Um, a, there's not a lot of fishable ice in a lot of areas, so most people that would be out right now on a Saturday or Friday out ice fishing weren't able to do that. And B, it was so dang nice, and uh, honestly, I, there wasn't a lot of events going on. You know, some years we're battling whether it's a wild game or a concert going on at the XL Energy Center, so I think the factor of good weather where people weren't able to actually be out ice fishing, so... 
next best thing to being able to be out ice fishing is attending the ice show. And not a lot of uh, people worrying about parking spaces downtown here in St. Paul, I think, made it one of the best shows we've ever had. That's really cool. I'm excited for you. We try to get down there every year, and this is the first year I've missed it in many, many years. Uh, it is. It, there's an awful lot going on. Do you ever get it? Now, you, you're promoting a product that we're, we're going to talk about as well. Not only Devil's Lake Tourism, that's Susie, but you're a big part of Devil's Lake, obviously. But do you ever get a chance to walk around and, and absorb everything else that's going on at the ice show yourself? And if so, anything new and interesting that, that uh, you came across? You know, every year you get to be, like, after a while, you just want to go out and get away from the booth for a few minutes, even if it's just for 10, 20 minutes, stretch the legs. And, yeah, there's so much stuff to see, and it's almost overwhelming. You know, I'm not a big crowd kind of guy, so a lot of times I just uh, kind of mosey my way through and don't even have the opportunity to go see a lot of the new products. But uh, if you're anywhere in technology these days, it's it's unreal to think about the technology, uh, especially for ice fishing with the forward-facing sonar and seeing how that has, change the landscape and all the companies have uh, kind of embraced that and i would say that's probably been the biggest thing um over the last two three years in the ice fishing world that yeah. kind of really exploded we're talking with tanner Cherney, of course from north dakota he was telling me that like a couple of years ago when the first time he came to the cities he just he had a sore neck because he was excited looking at the tall buildings <laughs> you know he they don't, they don't there aren't a whole lot of buildings they don't make them like that they don't make it like that yeah i heard the phone so i rung but anyway that's Anyways, um, <laughs> hey, let's talk about the product that you have um, at at, uh, at the uh, ice show this year. What what are you pushing, young man? What do you got going on? So you're referring to the wheelhouses that I also help represent, which is the yep. Team Lodge. Yep. And it's, you know, a four-seasons trailer that we have that uh, not only doubles down as an ice house where you can fish in comfort, enjoy a brandy on the ice, and uh, have, you know, the heat set to 75 and a couple rods fishing. Um, but it's one of those things where you can utilize it year-round. It's a, it's a four-seasons trailer that you can take out west on a hunting trip. You can take it to your lake cabin in Chatech and use it as an extra bunkhouse. It's an enclosed trailer. Uh, it's just one of those products that, you know, sometimes maybe people think of it as being a limited use for a month or two where we're trying to kind of, you know, shake the industry up a little bit and show that this is something that uh, can be utilized year-round by the whole family. Cool. Hey, Tanner, that sounds like a great idea for someone with, like, some land and, you know, doesn't want to uh... – throw down the permits or pay property taxes like to have a a cabin on wheels basically seems like a great solution to that kind of problem it, it really is and you know it's one of those things whether you're you know heading up the devil's lake or you're going out to montana on an elk hunt it, it serves a lot of purposes and like you said it's a, it's a great opportunity if you don't have maybe you have some land and you don't have a cabin built um, it's maybe a little bit more of an economical way and also doubles down as a camper where you can pull it off your property for the weekend and go to the state park somewhere or go out to the grasslands and have a little family adventure that way. So it keeps things kind of a little bit more uh, mobile in, in that way. You were talking about the uh, early ice in, in all over the place, I think, and Devil's Lake is probably, well, that's not a deep lake. So is it is it early or late as far as freezing up as compared to other lakes? So that's a big body of water. You know, in normal terms, we're a pretty early lake to freeze up compared to a lot of places in the in the Midwest just because we are so far north. And being a, such a shallow lake, I would say on average, Devil's Lake is probably 20 to 22 feet at the most on average for depth-wise. Um, and a lot of the stuff into the north end of the lake is a lot shallower than that. So we do have a lot of protected areas that freeze up relatively quick with a few of these cool nights that we do get. All right, so let's say, um, uh, of course, Devil's Lake is one of our great, great sponsors. We try to get up there every winter and summer. Give us some early ice tips. I mean, we, we just talked about uh, 
Uh, Ely, Minnesota, they got five to seven inches up there already in most of the lakes, so things are looking really, really good with the lack of snow. I imagine the same thing is happening in Devil's Lake. Give us some early ice tips. If I was going to go out to Devil's Lake in the next couple of weeks and do some ice fishing, what should I use? How should we present? Tell us, tell us what to do. Absolutely. So right now, um, obviously, perch fishing is going to be done in a lot of the main basin, which is just starting to lock up. So early ice is going to be kind of a walleye-focused bite. Um, and this time of the year, it's going to be a shallower bite. A lot of those fish are getting super aggressive as we get closer to uh, the peak of winter, and they put the feed bag on as they get closer to spawn in the spring. Um, so if you're coming up the Devil's Lake in the next, you know, let's say three to four weeks, you're going to want to focus on uh, areas like the northern end of the lake, whether it's Pelican Lake, Lake Irvin, Lake Alice, Dry Lake. Those areas are some of the first places that freeze over. Um, you're going to want to find structure, whether it's outside the submerged timber, the flooded rock piles, or what I always like to call inside turns. Any, any place you can find contour lines that get really tight and move a little bit, you're going to find a lot of bait fish stacked in those areas, and that's where the walleyes will be kind of sitting as their predatory instincts hunting for fish. Um, and then when it comes to lures, you know, we're very fortunate in North Dakota that we can run four lines in the winter. So realistically, as, a, as an angler, you could run two in your shack, whether you've got a jigging stick, which I like to run any kind of rattling blade spoon with a minnow head. Um, guys will tip full minnows on there, but as we all know, walleyes are very notorious for short biting. So a minnow head will be just sufficient to give a little bit better hook set percentage. Run a dead stick with some kind of jig. Um, with a full minnow on there, and then having a couple tip-ups outside your house, whether you're running a pop-up, a flip-over, a wheelhouse, uh, gives you the opportunity. Um, and the biggest thing is, when it comes to walleye fishing this time of year, capitalizing on those early um, and late evening window bites, whether it's sunrise and sunset, there could be 30 minutes to an hour where the bite gets really hot and heavy, and then can slow down as it gets into the morning or as it gets into dark. I tell you what, we're talking with Tanner Cherney, again, North Dakota guy, Devil's Lake guy, of course. You mentioned live scope, I think, is what you were talking about, right? Is that what you're talking about? That's a still a fairly new concept. Uh, a lot of people don't know exactly what it does. Explain that, would you, a little bit? And how is it yeah. so effective? What does that do? So when in ice fishing terms, the way forward-facing sonar is That's like what I was talking about, yeah. yeah. Yep. The best way that it works is, you know, how many times do you go out on the ice and you drill a hole you drop your transducer down for your flasher and you sit there for 20 minutes looking to see if a fish shows up. Well, with the forward-facing sonar now, what you can do is you show up to a spot, you can drill one ice hole, drop your uh, transducer down there, and now you can actually scan 360 degrees from that ice hole out, you know, 80 to 100 feet and actually see those fish in real time in 3D. So now you're not having to drill holes aimlessly, whether it's 20, 30 holes to you know, one direction or the other, you can actually see where those fish are located or where they're schooling up and kind of make your game plan for the day from that exact location. That is crazy. You know, and I thought I thought they only went out 30 or 40 feet, but you're saying they can literally go up 60, 70, 80 feet, 360 degrees, and then when you see the fish, you just go over there and drill a hole and, and hope they're still there. That's amazing. It, it really is. And, you know, it's variable depending on water depth and what you're in. Like if you're chasing perch in Devil's Lake and you're out in 45 feet of water, you may not realistically be able to see out that full 100 feet. But if you are in pretty shallow, it definitely shows up a little bit better. But it is really a game changer and a time saver just to be able to kind of pinpoint which direction you need to actually start drilling holes or move the house for just to stay on top of that school of fish. Yeah. Tanner, when using forward-facing sonar, are you looking for actual fish or are you more looking for the just the right structure to set up? You know, I'm kind of one of those guys where I, I kind of like to look for the right structure. Um, I always say patience is virtue, and 
sometimes, you know, you're going to run and gun and try to chase those fish down. But a lot of times those fish aren't going to move that, especially on Devil's Lake. They're not moving terribly far. So if you find the right structure and you can be patient and there's many times where you'll, you'll set up in a spot where you think it's really good for walleyes and you get there at three 30 and say sunsets four 30, you don't see fish. And all of a sudden, right at sunset, Hey, uh, shows up and it's game on. We're going we're gonna to change tunes here a little bit because uh, next week we have a guy on named Brock. And again, uh, Brock, I sincerely apologize. I forgot your name, your last name. He's up in Saskatchewan. As a matter of fact, he's he told me how to pronounce his last name, and I'm, it's not in front of me right now. He's going to be on next week because he shot a deer. We talked about, you and I talked about this last night. He shot a buck that had another buck's head attached to the antlers. What? Yep. Well, and uh, this was just last week or two weeks ago. Tell everybody, and I, I, that's wait a, minute, a gr- wait a minute, like a Siamese twin? No, or no, like no, a no. Dead, dead deer. <laughs> it was it was a dead deer that okay. got they got in a fight. That's not as creepy. They they, they got they got in a fight. Uh, one deer won, the other one died, and somehow, uh, I my opinion is that the deer, the live deer's hooves, he was able to to cut this thing off, and and now he's running around with another deer's head on its attached to his antlers. Now, when I was telling Tanner this story last night. You were mentioning a story that is extremely rare as well. Tell that about you and your nephew, would you? Yeah, so we were out a couple of weeks ago in North Dakota. I had a buck tag for the southwest part of the state, and we were sitting on a little uh, quarter of CRP, and it was getting close to dark, and there was a lot of pheasants in the area, and we were hearing all the pheasants crowing and getting ready for roosting for the evening, and all of a sudden, we both, my 11-year-old nephew, we were out hunting, and he had heard something and asked me what I thought it was, and he thought it was a pheasant, and I'm like, I don't think that was. So we listened a little bit closer, and all of a sudden you could just hear the distinct sound of two antlers, or I should say technically four antlers, clashing back together. And we belly crawled up to the top of this little ridge, and we were able to actually see about 300 yards away there was two white tail bucks just fully locked in, and they were pushing each other around probably 10, 20 yards fighting. And it was just the coolest experience. I've never seen that actually in the wild, and it, it's as loud as one would expect. Well, so what did you do? Did you videotape them? What did you do? <laughs> Well, it was about 20 minutes of legal light left, and I still had a buck tag in my talk pocket, so I sat there and was able to kind of get a good range on them. And once they were able, once they unlocked horns, um, the one that I thought was the biggest ended up kind of trotting his way towards us and got to about 200 yards, and I was able to actually to harvest my white-tailed deer that night. And it was one of those experiences where we both looked at each other, and it was just the coolest thing. It's not always about the size of the animal. It's not about how big the fish is, it's all about those moments like that, that for the rest of my life and for the rest of his life, he'll never forget. You know, what a thrill for the 11-year-old kid. You know, yeah. uh, just to be able to see a deer when you're in the woods is special. But for an 11-year-old oh. kid to see this happening, who and it'll, it'll never happen again, more than likely. Right. I've been hunting for 50, 50 years plus. I've never seen that. But to actually harvest one of the two as they break away, well, that is one hell of a story. That's amazing. This kid, yeah. this kid is tarnished for his entire life, man. <laughs> you know, and the coolest part about it, his name's Gatlin, and the coolest part about that was we cleaned the deer that night under the stars, and I asked him, like, we got cell service. We could listen to music, or do you like to listen to music? He goes, nope, sometimes I like to just listen to the sounds of nature. Oh boy. So we sat out there for two hours just listening to nature, watching the stars, and he actually got to see a shooting star that night as we were packing it back out to the vehicle. You're one hell of an uncle, pal. Uncle Tanner, that a boy. <laughs> hey, Tanner, thanks for joining us again and talking about Devil's Lake, a nice show and all that kind of stuff. It's fun to have you on. You're so knowledgeable about it, and um, we can't wait to hook up with you again this winter someplace in Devil's Lake in North Dakota. You take care of yourself. You get back home safely, will you, pal? 
Hey, you guys, thanks for having me on, and uh, we'll look forward to getting out on the ice with you this winter. All right, and just um, give, give Susie another hug when it's next time you see her as well for us. I will do that, you guys. Take care, buddy. Yep. Cool guy, man. What do you got, yeah. Mark? Well, we got two minutes. I just want to, uh, yeah, recap. What a great show. Uh, 94-year-old Rosemary was such a sweetheart. Rosemary Polchinski. Yeah. And Tanner knows so much about Devil's Lake and ice fishing. It's great to catch up with him. Um, we've, we've met so many good people in this in this industry over the last nine years. It'll be, it'll be what's in our, we're in our ninth year right now. Uh, we can't, we can't stay in touch with all of them, but, um, it's, it's been, it's been a blast. And Tanner's one of our great, great friends. We, we, uh, we met him when he was first starting his gig yeah, in the outdoor industry. he's a young industry. buck in his twenties. He's a young buck. Yeah. He yeah. still is a young buck, but younger than us anyway. What do you think about this guy shooting the cougar? We got a minute or so. Yeah. So I read a story about that. Uh, an, it's an archer, correct? Yep. Out of Wisconsin that shot a cougar. Yep. Um, he says it was stalking him and approached him and, there's always controversy with that, right? Oh, that's, yeah, there could be. There's always somebody going to deny yeah, that, yeah. If a cougar's close enough to shoot accurately with a bow, I don't blame the guy. Yeah, I don't blame him either. Because one swipe of a cougar's paw and you are in trouble. Well, he did the right thing. Contacted the DNR yeah. and they did all the stuff they're supposed to do. Did research, followed the blood, and 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 they said he, they, they deemed it reliable. So yeah. There's, yeah, so he did the right thing. And if he, was do, if, if he was being doing it wrong illegally, right. he wouldn't have called the DNR. No, and he did try to scare it, he said, which is what you have to try to do. Yeah. But I've seen videos of cougars, and when they're locked on you and they're coming at you, like I saw a video where a guy's shooting a handgun yeah. at a cougar, and it, and it wouldn't go away. So when they're ready to, to attack, you got to do what you got to do. So I, understood I, I don't blame the guy. I understood I he took him. out a picture of Pelosi, and, and, the, and it still didn't <laughs> run. So uh, this, But it's blind. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening to the 4 Outdoorsman. Thanks to Rosemary Poljinski and, and, her, and her daughter, Mary. Uh, thanks to Tanner Cherney. Thanks to all of you guys for listening. It's fun laughing and learning on the 4 Outdoorsman. Have a great week, everybody. And my buddy Mark's got something to say. Get outside and make some memories.